think about it. You're back at work and you're stressed about the baby. Say, you know, maybe the baby's at daycare or an in-home daycare that you're not really familiar with. Usually you're stressed with time. I got to get back. I got a meeting. I got this. So you're not really able to fully relax when you're at work. Hey ladies, you're listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast, where I interview some of the most amazing women from those sharing knowledge related to labor, breastfeeding, and postpartum issues to everyday moms sharing stories of struggle, triumph, and the unexpected. These women are sure to give you honest conversations to help accomplish one key issue, getting rid of mom shaming. So if you want a judgment-free, open conversation, Buckle your seatbelt and enjoy the ride. This is Mom Talks with Krista. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Mom Talks with Krista. Hope you are all having a great week. I'm your host, Krista. We've got another exciting episode today. Kristen Serrano from Orlando Lactation is back today answering all your questions about pumping at work. We get a lot of questions in our Facebook group and on Instagram about tips for preparing for pumping at work what I can ask for, the laws around it, and so much more. So stick around for that. It's a great interview. And then, of course, stick around for the end for our new segment, Mom Tales of the Week. This is where we post different questions on social media and allow you to give your take on motherhood or share your funny stories that happen with your kids. It's becoming one of my favorite things to do. So stick around for that. We've got some funny answers for you. Without further ado, here's our interview with Kristen Sarando. All right. Welcome back, Kristen. I'm happy to have you back on. Thank you, Krista. And just to get started, anyone that hasn't seen an episode with you before, can you just tell them a little bit about you? So I am Kristen Sarando. I am a lactation consultant with Orlando Lactation out of Orlando, Florida. Awesome. And so I know today, so each month we're talking about different topics that will really help our breastfeeding, our new moms, and so much more different areas. So today we want to talk about pumping at tips for pumping at work. We get a lot of questions about it from our moms. So what can moms do to start preparing for breastfeeding at work? Like if they're about to go back to work after maternity leave, what tips would you offer them? Yeah, absolutely. So when you guys are preparing to go back to work, you really want to kind of start preparing a little bit earlier than just say a week or two, I'm getting ready to go back to work. So if you are getting say 12 weeks off from work and it's maybe around week six, week seven, uh, then what you guys want to do is go ahead and start doing a little bit of pumping. So that way you can start a little freezer stash by doing that, that will help you not be so stressed when I go back to work and what I pump today is what the only milk that I have to feed baby tomorrow. So it's going to help just kind of decrease some of that stress. So making sure that you have your pump, you have like a pumping bag that you can take it to work, make sure that you've already communicated with work itself, your office, the people that you work with, uh, when you are coming back to work, that that's your plan. So you kind of have all of that stuff taken uh, care of. And then making sure that you've started already pumping to have a supply. But one of the biggest things too is don't wait until the last minute when you get ready to go back to work to try to introduce a bottle for the baby. Uh, Some babies are great. And no matter what you do, um, as far as interventions, whether it be breast, bottle, pacifier, they'll take anything. 
However, other babies are super um, sensitive. They, they just want mom. And the longer that you wait to do that, sometimes it can cause some complications and then super stressful that now you're getting ready to go back to work and you have a baby that won't take a bottle. So trying to do that definitely early on to where, you know, maybe dad offer a bottle once a day, maybe once a week to kind of start. And then as it's getting closer and closer to going back to work, that maybe we're doing it weekly, every couple of days, just so you don't have that surprise right when you go back to work that the baby won't take a bottle. Awesome. And I know you mentioned like preparing your team at work or your boss at work. So what kind of like questions or things did you kind of look into with your team beforehand or preparing them? It really depends upon how big of a place that you work with. Do you work for a huge corporation that there's hundreds of employees or are you in a small office where there's just a couple of you? If you have been with the company for a while and there's just a couple of you, you've probably already thought it before you went out on maternity leave. Okay. Where am I going to pump? Does my office have a door to where I can have privacy? Is there somewhere here in this small building that we have that allows a space for me with some privacy? With a big company, you might not necessarily be aware because maybe your particular team or the people that you've worked with, nobody's been pregnant, nobody's had a baby. So you're not really sure what the company has to offer. Um, Um, So kind of during pregnancy in general, you know, making sure that if you know that you're planning on breastfeeding, you're going to definitely continue at least pumping and bottle feeding once you go back to work. Prior to going on maternity leave, what resources do they have available to you, if any? Uh, Usually, if it's a bigger company, some of those things will already be in place. They might have a pumping room that they supply things uh, for you. It might be in a different area that maybe you're not aware of. However, if you're with a small place, again, make sure that you are having that communication with the boss. When I come back, I plan on being able to still produce milk for my baby. My office doesn't really have the availability to do that. Maybe it's a shared space or something like that. What can we do to accommodate that? So that way you're having that talk prior to even going on maternity leave. So that way you can kind of prepare and prep. And my biggest thing with moms is just have open communication and tell them. Um, you know, what your wishes are, what you would like, what, what is, what do they already have in place that's available Uh, just to make it a little bit easier when you go back that you've already um, established that. So that's one less stress stressor that you have in your life when you get ready to go back to work. Great. This podcast is sponsored by mommy knows best. Are you looking for a lactation cookie? That's not only effective, but tastes good. Mommy Knows Best offers an assortment of lactation cookies, brownies, and our newest ready-to-eat lactation cookies, perfect for our on-the-go moms. We offer six different flavors, including a dairy and gluten-free option. And let me tell you guys, you would not even know it's dairy and gluten-free unless someone told you. It's, It's so good. Mommy Knows Best empowers all moms with the tools and resources necessary to give your newborn the best start in life. With an assortment of lactation treats and supplements that contain all natural herbal remedies, traditionally and effectively used for generations to treat low milk supply. Whether you're a new mom or a pro, Mommy Knows Best gives you plenty of options, all of which are created with the health and safety of both baby and mom in mind. Right now, Mommy Knows Best is offering 20% off when you use the code MOMTALKS at mommyknowsbest.com. That's M-O-M 
T-A-L-K-S for 20% off. And so when it comes to the actual like going back part and being in the office, a lot of moms talk about they see a dip in their supply or they see, or they just are in a more, you know, stressful situation. So how, what tips can, can moms instill or take from you when it comes to actually the pumping part at work and to make sure their supply doesn't dip and all those other concerns? Yeah. And great question. And it's super normal. I mean, think about it. You're back at work and you're stressed about the baby say, you know, maybe the babies at daycare or an in-home daycare that you're not really familiar with. Usually you're stressed with time. I got to get back. I got a meeting. I got this. So you're not really able to fully relax when you're at work. Maybe there you work for a place that has a lot of people and you're worried, is somebody going to walk in or whatever? So the environment usually is just way stressful than what you are at home. Maybe you're not really a pumper, but you're just having to pump at work and maybe you don't have a great response with pumping. So there's all of those things. So really when you're, when you're pumping at work, if you can try to elicit the same feeding um, schedule as the baby. Uh, so usually I'll tell moms, you know, obviously the company is probably not going to be okay every two hours that you're pumping, but you know, maybe pump or feed the baby before you leave to go to work, pump once in the middle of the morning, maybe at lunchtime in the afternoon. And then by the evening, you're um, headed home with the baby. So when you're actually physically pumping at work, try to somewhat be a, a relaxed environment. If there's a lot of noise and things going on, that can actually hinder having a good letdown. So maybe put in uh, headphones, listen to some calming music, or look at, you know, FaceTime baby. So FaceTime, maybe a baby is with dad or with a family member, you guys can FaceTime. That would be super helpful because you're seeing the baby, you're talking to them while you're pumping, and that might help be able to, you know, let down a little bit easier for you to be able to have a good pumping session. Um, but like I said, if it's noisy, maybe headphones, distracting, maybe look at a picture of the baby, uh, trying not to necessarily work, something that's kind of more calming just to help elicit a better uh, response. And then trying to stay on a schedule. So if the baby is feeding, you know, like I said, about every two to three hours, then try to do somewhat that schedule while you're at work, but still being able to breastfeed when you get home. And then again, we're super busy at work. There's lots of meetings. There's lots of things going on. If you have a physically demanding job, really make sure that you're trying to remember to hydrate. Um, hydration plays a huge part in milk production. So if you're dehydrated, uh, your milk is usually going to dip down because your body is going to take care of you first before it does other things like making milk. So we want to make sure that that is, you know, we're still trying to incorporate that as much as possible. So the dips at work are normal and it's usually because a lot of those certain things but then once you get back to work and you kind of establish a good habit, it tends to get a little bit better. But if you can do some of those interventions right from the beginning, hopefully it won't be uh, too much of a dip uh, when you start to pump at work. Awesome. Yeah, those are great tips. I love about like listening to music and do things that kind of can calm you in those moments. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I know you kind of mentioned too, to like, you know, set it up with your boss or your team ahead of time. Like you need like a, a private place. So what about people that, you know, work in a place where maybe they're on their feet running around, there's not really a private place. How do you, 
I mean, how does that work? Is that like laws, like laws around that? Are there laws that they can look into or what can be kind of established ahead of time? Yeah. I mean, this is, you know, we live in definitely an era that, I mean, there's lots of internet information, Googling information, there's government policies, state policies, company policies. So make sure that you guys are looking into that. As far as moms pumping at work, you are guaranteed a space other than a bathroom to be able to pump and provide milk for your baby. And that is by law. Um, So regardless of what state that you live in, that is required by law. Now, do they have to pay you for that time that you're pumping? No, but they do have to provide you a clean and sanitary space outside of a bathroom and at least two uh, 15-minute breaks a day. Again, just go online and Google um, search, you know, what state you live in, what company you live in to see if there are already policies in place. You know, even, you know, in the area that I work in, as far as nursing, we are on our feet all day. You are working and it's super hard to set aside that time. So, you just, unfortunately, it's one of those things where you have to make the time, uh, whether it be set an alarm to remind you, having, you know, a coworker uh, kind of take over your team or watch your phone or whatever it is, whatever area that you work in. So that way you can have that time. We are also in a great time where hands-free pumps are all over the market. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I had my first child 20 years ago, that was not even an option. I mean, it was this huge box that you carried around. They're definitely becoming more and more discreet. Um, and so they have tons of different options, you know, ranging from super inexpensive, $60, $70, all up to hundreds of dollars. Um, and that's great. I mean, I work, you know, in, in the nursing field, I work with a lot of surgeons. You know, I got to be in the OR for six hours um, doing a surgery. I can't stop, break sterile field, go out, pump, come back in. Uh, So they just actually, you know, put on their wearable pump while they're in the OR and just start it while they're in there. And when they're done, they take care of it. So, you know, the great thing is, is, you know, those are available. I just actually went to an expo and the girl next to me in the booth next to me, I was pumping for her child and she just went to the bathroom, put in, put on her wearable uh, pump, came back out, worked for 30 minutes while she sat there and continued to talk to everybody you would have never known that she even had it on. So there's so many great opportunities now that companies are coming up with to make it a little bit easier and less stressful for moms. Yeah, that's so cool. I love like hearing about the technology. I remember seeing that at a Ilka show, I think a couple of years ago too, they had like mm-hmm. the wearable ones and they were showing it like on a mannequin and I was like, oh, that's so cool. You don't even, you wouldn't even know. So that- You wouldn't know, uh-uh. Yeah, that's awesome. And then any other tips for moms listening that are, I know this is common too, which is unfortunate. There's, you know, people that are given a hard time or their boss maybe or employee or coworkers aren't very nice to them about breastfeeding. And so any advice you have for moms listening, they're kind of going through a rough time with breastfeeding at work. You know, join support groups, um, especially, you know, like mommy knows best. I love ours. And, you know, people can kind of put on their, you know, situations that they're going through. And sometimes it's just 
not necessarily doing anything about it, but being able to just express your concerns, have people kind of talk to you. But remember, this is your right. You are allowed to do it. There is nothing wrong with it. So, you know, just be an advocate for you and for your baby. Working companies, they have to do it. Um, Sometimes, you know, you might have some especially with if you work for like an all man company, you know, say you're a female in an industry that there's a lot of males working there. But most of the time they have wives, their wives have breastfed, they're, you know, tend to be a little bit more sympathetic. But, you know, just have some type of support group, whether it be on, uh, you know, the internet, a local mommy and me group, a local breastfeeding group that you can just kind of have somebody to vent to maybe ask questions about. But if it does become an issue at work, legally, you are allowed to. So make sure that you bring it up to your boss if people are kind of giving you problems. And like I said, you know, they might be like, well, you're taking a break every three hours to go pump for 15 minutes. You know, I don't get that. You know, I've heard that in many, you know, different uh, work environments. It's just the same thing as, you know, I take the company's benefits and I don't. So do I get any, you know, perk from it? Um, It's just all different. You know, like I said, they might not require to pay you during that time, but it is your time to be able to take. So just make sure you have a great support system, especially, you know, a spouse that's super supportive of breastfeeding is is a lot of times just the right thing that you need to be able to come home and, you know, express yourself. And then if it gets to be too much, you know, reach out to um, your leadership team and have them get involved. Great. Yeah, I think that's great advice. The community and the support team like group is so important. I was just talking absolutely the last interview um, about that too, that that's that support is really powerful. So great advice. Awesome. Well, thanks for coming back on. And I just love doing these these interviews because it covers like all the areas, you know, different concerns you will have. I see in the group all the time. And so this, this is awesome. Thank you. And, and for those two that have not seen an episode before, can you just say again, your company name, where they can find you, get in contact with you and all that good stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Kristen Sarando and I am a lactation consultant out of Orlando, Florida with Orlando Lactation. Awesome. And we'll, of course, put all the links in the, in the show notes. So awesome. Well, thanks so much again for coming back on. All right. Thanks, Krista. All right, guys, it's time for our segment called Mom Tales of the Week. This is where we post different questions on our social media just to get your take on motherhood and share your funny, ridiculous, uh, interesting, and heartwarming stories. So for this week, because Christmas is this weekend, yes, that's right, we decided to ask a little Christmas-related question. The question is, what's the funniest thing your child has asked for on their Christmas list? And this, this was a good one. So, um, I'm just going to go ahead and, uh, go right to, uh, the answers. Number one, Brittany Lemansky. When my sister was three, she asked for a banana. So my parents put it under the tree with a bow on it. She ate it on the spot. I love that. I think that's hilarious. It kind of makes me think of, I don't know if you guys have seen that viral video where the little boy opens up a gift and it's an avocado and he just goes, an avocado. Thanks. And I was like so excited for an avocado. So that's super sweet. Number two is Sky Hannock. This year, I keep asking my eight-year-old niece what she wants for Christmas. And she keeps saying, I don't know. So I wrote a bunch of IDKs on paper and put them in a box, wrapped it up, and it'll be the first gift she opens. Well, I bet that'll be the last time she ever says, I don't know. 
man, she's going to start thinking of ideas like way in advance now. Number three, Arpita Mukherjee. My three and a half year old asked for a baby in her tummy for Christmas. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. She wants to be just like mom. That's cute. Number four, Brandy Gomez. My son asked for a lawnmower when he was eight. Wow. He really just wants to be put to work. I mean, you know, if he wants to start mowing the lawn, I mean, not too far off. He can start. That's funny. Number five is Michelle Ariella. My three-year-old asked for tacos and a doorknob. That's hilarious. I wonder why the doorknob. I get tacos. I mean, I would ask for tacos for Christmas. I mean, that's a very valid thing to ask for. Doorknob though. I want to know if there's more to the story. Why does she want a doorknob? That's funny. The better question is, are you going to get her a doorknob? And what kind of doorknob are you going to get her? Number six, Jenny LM. My sister only wanted Vaseline one year. I mean, hey, Vaseline can be used for a lot of different things, but I'm curious how old she was when she asked for Vaseline and what she wanted to use it for, because um, that's pretty funny. Number seven, Felicia Clapper. My seven-year-old asked for an Xbox and a full-size drum set. The items themselves weren't funny, but when we told him those are very expensive gifts, his response was, it's okay, the elves can just make them for free. <laughs> okay, that's hilarious. And I mean, it's kind of true when you think about it. Like, you know, if we talk about the elves making the toys and they're, they're like, it doesn't, you know, we don't need money for that. The elves can just magically make all the toys. Money doesn't matter around Christmas, right? <laughs> that's funny. Number eight, and the last one is from Fun with Jason. My son asked for dinosaurs to be brought back from extinction. Well, wow. He asked both Santa and God for good measure. Oh, man, he must be really into like Jurassic Park or all those, you know, dinosaur movies. Man, going to both God and Santa, I mean, hey, maybe it'll come back, but it might be one of those things where we wish they didn't come back. So, <laughs> oh my gosh, that's hilarious. I loved reading these. We've got, we got tons of good responses. If you have a funny response and you didn't get a chance to enter it, go to our social media and add it, add to the conversation. We got a lot of fun questions. Well, that's it for mom tales this week. As I said earlier, we do these every single week now, all kinds of fun questions just to get your take on motherhood, share your best stories, um, just to kind of uh, go along with this awesome community we have here. So thanks for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week. Thanks for listening to the Mom Talks with Krista podcast. For more information about this show, past shows, or to check out our YouTube channel, please see our show notes. If you loved the show, please share it with your mom tribe. The bigger, the better. Thanks for listening and have a great day.